even if you've been diagnosed for 20 years, you still can learn a lot from something like this. Just that it's okay to not have everything under control all the time. And that's normal because you're human. You relate in one way to everyone. Get out of your comfort zone. Seek discomfort. Every year I'd go back to camp and become this like person that I felt like this was like who I truly am. I think it means a weekend where I can really learn things that will make me be more at peace with this disease and like make the highs and lows not so high or low. Even the closest people, your closest friends, your family, they know you, but they don't know what it takes to get through each day. Ask me about my type 1 listeners, type 1s and type nuns alike. Oh, hi, exclamation point. It's me, your host, Walt Drennan, period. Type 1 camp for adults is so much fun, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I have so much to tell you and was able to interview a lot of really cool campers. And since this episode is all about SoCal Slipstream and Type 1 camp, I thought it only appropriate to write this letter from camp, period. Which is exactly what I'm doing. Writing to you from sunny California in the San Bernardino National Forest, and not my apartment in rainy old Pennsylvania. Ah, of course I'm not writing a letter. Who am I convincing with this? It's 2019. Who writes letters anymore? But regardless, my attempt at a creative intro is still true. This episode is all about the Connected in Motion Slipstream weekend I recently went on in Southern California and the interviews I had with the other Type 1 adult campers that I was there with. Now, for the most part, Type 1 camp is usually for kids. It's a place where they can learn about their Type 1 while also having a fun summer camp experience surrounded by people that understand what living with type 1 actually is. It's a support system unlike any other. I myself wasn't really aware of type 1 camps until I was already too old to go to them. Where I grew up, they just didn't exist. And even if they did, I don't think I would have taken advantage of them. I was so insecure and afraid of accepting my type 1, I probably would have laughed off the idea of going to a camp where everyone had type 1 diabetes. Because at that age, I was trying to avoid it at all costs. But of course, type 1s grow up, and just because we might outgrow the support systems that are available to us doesn't mean that that support isn't needed anymore. So what is a type 1 adult to do when they're looking for that same kind of all-encompassing summer camp support that they had back when they were kids, or, if you were like me, never knew that that existed and were too stubborn to take advantage of it? Well, that's where Connected Emotion and their Slipstream programs come in. During the weekend, I had the chance to sit down with Connected Emotion staff, and they told me exactly how Slipstream brings back that same level of Type 1 summer camp support to the adult Type 1 community. Hi, my name is Heather, and I have Type 1 diabetes, um, and I've lived with it for 13 years. And then what's your position with Connected Emotion? I am Connected Emotion's Slipstream director. And so what is Slipstream? What is Connected Emotion? So Connected in Motion is a nonprofit based out of Canada and Slipstream programs are our main program that we run. So they're a weekend retreat away, usually at a camp. 
and the whole weekend is designed for adults with type 1 diabetes anyone 18 years up all the way to 70 plus which is awesome um, and the whole weekend is packed with educational programming, outdoor programming, camp activities, things like archery, hiking, campfires, all that good stuff. Okay. And then what does that entail? Like, what do you do behind the scenes? Lots. So everything from A to Z, basically, of planning a slipstream. that guy? She's from Canada. Yeah. I just realized as I said that. <laughs> a to Z, A to Z. <laughs> Same thing. So... Finding out where to do it, finding out what people want to hear at a slipstream, what type of speakers, what type of topics, planning the schedule, sharing the word about slipstream, helping people get registered, and then during the weekend, running the weekend, making sure things go smoothly, and then keeping in touch with people to try to get them to come out to another one. And what was your experience with camp? Did you have any? Did you go to camp as a kid? What was that like? So I went to summer camp, but I wasn't diagnosed with diabetes until I was 16. And so I didn't even know about diabetes camp until past the time I probably could have even gone. So I never had that experience and connected in motion probably around 2008. So two years after I was diagnosed, came on the radar and I heard a bit about it. And I heard about um, the first slipstream. I couldn't make it because I was living on the East Coast and couldn't get back in time. But Connected Emotion really was my first introduction to the adult diabetes community. And so really, this has been my diabetes camp experience as an adult. Um, and I never actually attended as a participant, but being able to attend on the staff side has still given me that kind of magical camp experience that I missed out on as a kid. My name's Lisa Weringa. I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes in 2003, so I've been diabetic for 16 years now. All right, and then what's your position with Connected in Motion? So I had a unique position this summer. I applied to do an internship with Connected in Motion and ended up working alongside Heather to plan the slipstreams this summer. So I helped out with the Colorado planning, the SoCal planning, and Ontario. So it's a bit surreal being here and seeing it live. How many uh, slipstreams are there in the U.S.? So we did three this year. And then we did three in Canada as well. Okay. Could you go through them, like down yeah. the list? So we did a Northeastern slipstream. We did SoCal, Colorado, Maine, and Ontario will be at the end of September. Okay. I think that's all of them. <laughs> and then what was your experience with camp specifically bef before uh, slipstream? Yeah, um, so when I was first diagnosed at age 11... I was fortunate enough to go to a diabetic camp in Huntsville called Camp Huronda, and it was life-changing for me and an immediate connection with people that shared the same uh, successes and struggles that I did, and I think just put some normalcy to what I was going through. And I attended for three years, and I haven't really been at camp since, so getting reintroduced and helping to plan a weekend like this and see all the details and time and effort that it takes and working with an amazing community and now being here and getting to participate and connect with the people that I had connected with online is quite surreal. So basically, Slipstream is for anyone and everyone, no matter where they are in their type 1 journey. Heather was able to have that magical camp experience that so many Type 1s talk about despite never having been to Type 1 camp. 
and Lisa was able to regain that sense of normalcy that she had felt when she went to type 1 camp when she was first diagnosed. It's a program created by type 1s for type 1s. Heather and Lisa's stories really reminded me of my experience with Slipstream. The first time I went was after I had finished the Bike Beyond bike ride across the country, where I spent 70 days with an entire team of type 1s. I remember saying that summer that it was the first time I had felt normal in 17 years of living with type 1 diabetes. And then, of course, going back to the real world was very different. But a couple months later, I was able to go to my very first slipstream, and I was able to regain that same sense of normalcy that I'd felt for 70 days when I was surrounded by other type 1s, doing the same things I was, and not having to explain any of it to any of them. So no matter where you are in your type 1 journey, there's a place for you at slipstream. But of course, Heather and Lisa are going to say those things. They work for Connected in Motion. And I'm not saying I'm any more trustworthy. I mean, I'm literally dedicating an entire episode of my podcast to Slipstream and Connected in Motion. So, in anticipation of your disbelief, I went out and found some newly diagnosed type 1s and first-time Slipstreamers to tell you what they think. My name is Max Hansen. I'm living with type 1, unfortunately. But here I am. I was diagnosed February 6th of 2019. So, yeah, I'm an, I'm a new one. The reason I came to Slipstream, so when I first got diagnosed, I wanted to get emerged and learn as much as I could. So I right away, I live in I live right outside of Denver, Colorado, so I joined the Denver Adult Type 1 group where I got to meet Heather Gomez who's in Connected Emotion for who running the Slipstream. So I got to get involved with that and I thought that'd be a ton of fun. So there was one in Colorado in August a couple weeks ago. So I went to that and met a bunch of people and couple of us thought it'd be fun to go to another one in a couple weeks so we ended up coming out to this one uh, we flew in friday morning and went to the beach and spent the day and now we're here having fun very interesting what about the first camp made you want to come to another one so quickly after it's just the understanding of being with other type ones there's i, I randomly meet type ones we call them unicorns and that's great i love just meeting other people but just the environment especially like even sleeping you're having it you're having your pump go off you're having your sensor go off people around you understand it and they get it and you're not it's not something it's not a big deal it's just like it feels like it's a weekend for type ones, but you don't feel like a type one. I know it's a half, most of the time you're talking about it. Hey, we're everyone's talking about it. Hey, what pump, things like that. But it doesn't feel like, like an extracurricular topic. It just feels normal. It feels like we're all who we are without having to hide it. I don't know. That's what's so great about it. And then what made you sign up for a camp so quickly after you were diagnosed? Because basically in February of this year, right? Right. So I think part of the re it's just who I am. I was like, if I'm going to be living with this, I want to get ahead of it. So I right away, first thing I did was join a meme group on Facebook. So I see lots of great diabetic memes <laughs> and I, and I really enjoy those. And then me, then I finally met some other people. And I think it was really important. If this is something I'm going to live with for the rest of my life, I, I can either suffer through it or I can embrace it. And now I even want to, the degree I'm pursuing right now, my degree is in pure mathematics, but I want to take it and do something in the industry, the diabetes industry, and really get involved. That's There's no better way to take care of myself than just be immersed in it completely. Um, and then what would you say your, your relationship with your type 1 is now? I guess given you're seven months in? Seven months in. My Jeez. relationship, okay. it's 
Um, it's a love-hate thing, of course, but I think it's more loving than it was originally. Because at first it was like, I can't eat this, I can't eat this. But then as soon as I got involved, met met a lot of people, did a lot of research, and learned as much as I could, now I'm at a point where I'm like, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's giving me a it's giving me a direction. It's giving me a whole community of people. I mean, I can go to California for a weekend and take off work, things like that, and I'm around my people. So I think it is, since I'm going to live with it for the rest of my life, I think it's important that I, I love it just a little bit. So now that you've been to two slipstreams mm. in less than a month, right. uh, what does slipstream mean to you specifically? It's really, it's a getaway. It's a getaway type thing, but it's also and a learning experience. I just went to the exercise with diabetes talk. So I learned while I still think, oh, I know so much. There's still so much to learn from others' experiences and for um, just things, just things I can learn from other people. It's really, it's really just, I think, man, that's, it's a tough one. It's like, it means so much just to be with, with other people just like us, but it's, uh, I don't know. It's like, not, there's nothing else like it. It's just, it it's it's something different. It's special. It's something I would love to get involved in, at some point if I can. And then I started volunteering at some of like the, the ADA camps for kids and stuff. And I can just like the way they glow up when you're they're around people just like them too. I know it's special. It makes me feel good in a selfish way. It makes me feel great. Where do you think you've learned the most about type one? Was it from your medical team that diagnosed you? Or do you think you've learned more in these camp experiences, like the the more immersive, I think experiential? It's, I think it's experiences. a different type of information you learn. So for my di- my educator, she was amazing. She saved my life. She, I mean, I was in DKA, so my my diabetic educator, she just taught me everything that I know, and it was amazing. She really, I mean, she really saved my life. Going to DKA, not knowing what's going on, not knowing the difference between type one and type two, it's it really was difficult. So she taught me so much. And even when I started going, I, I live in a great, I, I guess I got diagnosed in a good time with dark technology in a good place. Denver has one of the top research facilities for type ones in like the United States. So the Barbie Davis Center, I get to go there and do research studies and learn a lot from them as well. But then things like the Riley link, I get to learn stuff about that from other type ones because my endocrinologist isn't going to tell me about some F, not FDA approved <laughs> closed loop. So I get to learn stuff about stuff about that or the meow meow for the libre or things that I think I learned a lot of really great personal stuff and even just stuff that I can take away but like numbers wise that's like more of my my numbers like I but I know random stuff like that men are more likely to pass on type one to their kids and that's just stuff that I've researched because I'm interested in it I think it's hard to say they're I've learned a lot from both I think it's hard to compare because it's different information yeah because it's it's definitely you get a different sense of how people are introduced to type 1 depending on what age they're diagnosed at. I've met a lot of uh, adult type 1s or people that were diagnosed as adults that their medical team wasn't as responsive or they kind of just gave them the bare minimum of information mm-hmm. and kind of just let them go. I was lucky enough. My medical team was amazing and I live in such a great place. But I agree. I've met a lot of adult type 1s. And I think that's why this is such a great experience for people who, are, even if you've been diagnosed for 20 years and you you still can learn a lot from something like this. My name is Amy. I've been a type 1 diabetic for, oh my gosh, 19 years next September. No, 20 years next September. Wow, okay. Yeah, so I'm 21 now, so I got it when I was 2. So I've had it for quite a while. 
yeah, and that's how I that's how long I've had it. So what's uh, what brings you to Slipstream? Okay, so I'm a very dramatic person. You know, was in theater as all, all type ones are, <laughs> and I have had burnout for so long, so long. Because obviously I've had it for so long. And when I went to high school, I stopped. I just stopped taking care of it. I pretended I didn't have it. And then I just graduated college in May, and I I got a college degree. I like moved out of my house. I got a Dexcom for the first time. I've never had a sensor. I got a new insulin pump. But I'm just like, you know what? I'm ready for a change, and like I need to stop not listening to my body and taking care of it. And I heard about the slipstream through an Instagram account because I also made an Instagram account for my diabetes, like this past few months, like one of these past few months. And so I thought, you know, we'll just add that in there, and I'm glad I'm here. You kind of mentioned it, but what is your relationship with your type 1? I think, honestly, today it is very different than it was yesterday and very different than it was the day before. But for a long time, I, like in high school, in college, I just honestly pretended I didn't have it. I wasn't, like, super great about taking care of it. And now I'm ready to sort of change that and I feel like it's less of a burden now only because I've met so many other people who have it and are doing really well like you biked across the country like that's really cool and you have type one so I feel like that inspiration is making it easier to to feel like I can this is something that I can manage and where where does camp fit into that did you go before or is this your like your first kind of experience with that I went I went to diabetes camp when I was eight years old and I cried the entire time (laughs) proud to say I haven't cried once t- this weekend <laughs> so I've really grown really matured <laughs> yes I haven't I haven't ever been to a, an adult diabetes camp this is the first time and I'll definitely come back yeah so why do you say that I feel like this is not new information and you've already heard this before but it's so nice just not being the only person in the room in your school like in work with type one it's just so refreshing to like hear all the beeps you know throughout the night or see people taking their insulin or shots and stuff at school so so what does slipstream mean to you now well so i'm from minnesota and they don't have if you can't tell by my accent i don't know if i have one but i they don't have support groups for type ones in minnesota like the entire state they don't have any they have ones for newly diagnosed up until like six months or a year and so i was just looking for something where people who've had it for a while can all be together and so i guess that's sort of what it i don't know what it means to me yeah. And then what do you think you're leaving with this weekend? Definitely friends. I actually was not expecting that. Like I was like, all right, I'll go to a camp, meet some people, take away some lessons, and live my life. But I've actually I've exchanged numbers with a bunch of people, um, even people who live, you know, a lot of people here are from California. So I'll take that away. I think it's just a nice, like, starting point to – because I feel like I really want to change how I manage my diabetes – but it's it's easier to do that if you have just like this big thing like a camp you know thousands of i don't know how many miles away i am lots of miles away just to sort of kickstart that like that change give you that push yeah new me yeah <laughs> definitely um and what's been your favorite thing that's happened this weekend favorite experience favorite activity what did you do what did i do i i signed up for like a mix of of active stuff and and talks but honestly I liked the conversations at the dining hall or in between or in the cabins um I went on a hike yesterday um 
and spent some time with somebody and we just like canoed around the lake for like an hour and talked about all the things diabetes and it was great so that was that was nice if you could tell type ones out there listening about camp what would you tell them i tell them first of all do it if you can ask for funding because they do have that and it is kind of out of your comfort zone but i think it's super worth it like a lot of things out of your comfort zone but i mean i've met some people here who've only been diagnosed like who were diagnosed three months ago or seven months ago i don't think i could have done that like be diagnosed and then come to terms with it and then less than a year later be in a place with a bunch of diabetics like it took me 19 years to, to get to diabetes camp but yeah do it it's cool Plus, you can meet cool people like us, so. <laughs> there you go. And then what would you tell uh, people that don't have type 1 about camp? If you could. Don't come. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> You're not invited. <laughs> that's, that's a good question because I'm trying to think, like, what I'm going to tell people when I come back. Because all of my friends, all my family, nobody has diabetes. And so it's kind of like, how do you explain this experience of being around people who are essentially you, like, in a way? to people who aren't i don't know do they need to know <laughs> can this be our little secret <laughs> can we keep That's it from true, them yeah. forever i think it's important i think a couple of people have said it's important for them to know that these things exist and that we need this particular kind of experience maybe not this one like camp experience but like just connecting with people like ourselves because the as their as our support system our main support system they can only go so far they can only support us so much because they don't really know what we go through um so it's important to for people like us to kind of at least get a an occasional reminder maybe once a year that they're not the only ones and that people do think about these things like people were talking about insurance and like how to get free samples of stuff and like different management techniques so i think i would like non-type ones to know that these things exist and that they should encourage their the type one in their lives to do these things or kind of go outside of their comfort zone because there there is a certain limit to the support that they can give i think i think for sure i'm one of those people that downplays my diabetes for my non-diabetic people and so i just i take care of it you know i'm working on taking care of it but i don't like you know advertise it or i'm not like oh i'm having a hard diabetes day and so when I told people that I was going to diabetes camp, they're like, why? You don't need yeah. that. Yeah. Like, that sounds like a waste of time and energy and money. And and I don't expect them to understand. But I think for non-type ones listening to this, like, to know it's okay that you don't understand. But it's something that a lot of type ones find really, really useful. At least I do. So. Yeah, it's important for people like us like i think it's the reason why they don't understand is because we don't contextualize it we don't give them the reason why this is important to us and it's probably a lot it's difficult for us to kind of put it into words what it means to uh, see somebody do the exact same thing that we do every day like test our sugar or like you know in the cafeteria without having to worry about it's it such a stupid thing like a yeah. little thing but it's it weird means a lot. yeah uh, but seeing other people do it or people not making a big deal about it when you do it it's an experience that people i think deserve at least once in their life, just to figure, see what they think about it. And it's just a fun chance to be normal for a couple of days. Agreed. Confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> um, anything, uh, any stories you'd like to tell people? Anything that you would like um, to hear or would have liked to hear back when you were diagnosed? I guess you. Well, I was two, so I have real good memory of when that happened. <laughs> I don't know. Just that it's okay to not have everything under control all the time. And that's normal because you're human. 
Yeah. We're all just figuring it out. For sure. My name is Alicia Cardenas. I've been living with type 1 diabetes since 2016. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. And so what brings you to Slipstream? I went for the first time alone last year, and I think the connections I made with people and definitely just the n activities. I'm more of an inside person, <laughs> and so to be outside and having fun and doing all the activities was a lot of fun, and especially connecting with a lot of type 1 diabetics was probably the best part. Why do you think connecting with type 1s is important or important to you? Well, when I was first diagnosed in 2016, in my small town that I originally lived in, I didn't know anyone with type 1 diabetes. And it was really hard to just manage because even like my endocrinologist lived at it like 40 minutes away. And so not knowing anyone and then no one in my family has diabetes. So it was a really big difference. And I think I would have felt more eased into it if I knew people with type 1 diabetes. And so before the slipstream last year, I only knew one person with type 1 diabetes. And then after the slipstream, I knew over 100 people. And then it just felt so much easier. And I felt like such a bad diabetic when I was first diagnosed. And then after the slipstream, I was like, okay, I'm not the only one that like doesn't like clean off their finger when they test or, you know? And so I was like, okay, like, I just felt more welcomed and normal, I guess, in a unnormal world. And then what were you most excited about or maybe even nervous about coming to this slipstream? I wouldn't say I'm the best diabetic. And so seeing it like makes me want to like check my blood sugar more when I'm around more diabetics because I'm like, oh, yeah, I should do that and manage my diabetes a lot better. I usually I noticed that like after the last slipstream when I got home. I wanted to become a better diabetic and I wanted to like connect more with more diabetics so that way I, I was like more on top of my game I guess and then I noticed like my A1C got a lot better after <laughs> and so um, just the control and then also seeing everyone with like and then talking about it like their A1Cs are like six or five and I'm like ooh, mine are not <laughs> and so it just makes me want to be a better diabetic and then but also it makes me nervous because I'm like I am not the best diabetic so it's like kind of puts me down but then at the same time it makes me want to be the better person so you were only diagnosed about three years ago yeah so where are you with your type 1 now like how do you relate to it what's your relationship with your type 1 I, it's kind of weird, but I usually refer my relationship with uh, T1D as, like, my sister. Like, I don't have to like her, but she's there. <laughs> and, I mean, now that, I mean, like, I knew from the beginning, but I'd never, like, accepted my diabetes. But I was like, all right, now I'm rocking with her for life. So, it is what it is, and just, like I said, like, bettering myself and, but we're okay. We're doing a lot better than we were at the beginning. We were rocky, but we've got a better relationship. So this is your second one? Second one, okay. yeah. Okay. And what does that, what does Slipstream mean to you? The Slipstream is a connection, I would say. You come here for a connection and you leave with a connection of a bunch of people. It's so interesting, like in my cabin, I have someone who's a PA, which is something that I want to do when I get older and then I want to get into diabetes education. And then, like... I'm the manager of a nail salon and just meeting different people with this all same disease and the same connection, like exploring. And it's just like when I was first diagnosed, I thought I it was like like a weight on my leg. 
And I was like, okay, so this is something that's going to stop me from doing what I want or anything in the world. But meeting everyone, doing different jobs, doing different things in their life, it helps me connect with my diabetes because I'm like, oh, this isn't a, a lock or a weight on my leg at all. Like, this is just something that I have to carry, and then I can move on and keep going. And what do you hope to leave with this weekend? Like, what do you hope to take away from it? Well, I'm really excited for the body image and uh, type 1 diabetes because I think I suffer, like, not suffer. I deal with that a lot, um, especially with, like, the l just even being diagnosed three years like the little bruises on my fingers or like the bruises I get from my pump or even just like when I'm on pens like it like brings me down and it like makes me self-conscious I guess when I'm out not with all these diabetics and I'm the only one in the room with a pump or something like that so maybe like hopefully the body image or just even being around certain people they can help me just talking to them I still consider myself like newly diagnosed because I'm still trying to figure everything out and it's been three years. <laughs> so hopefully like I can learn from people who have been diagnosed a lot longer than me and every time I come here I learn new things and new tricks so I mean that's cool. Very cool, yeah. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to say? Uh, anything that you'd like people that don't have type 1 diabetes or people that do have it mm -hmm. that you would like them to know? Diabetes is rough. <laughs> There's definitely good and bad days and literally highs and lows. But it's kind of, from the three years that I've had it, it's something that we just, it's a learning process, literally. Um, I met a girl here who's only been diagnosed for three months. Yeah. And so she was like, I'm lost. And I'm like, girl, me too. Like, don't worry about it. It's a learning process. And, you know, what works for someone doesn't work for everyone. So, you know, get your own relationship with your diabetes and learn from it. And then for the people who don't have diabetes, breathe and let us do what we have to do and uh, be mindful. Be mindful to everything. That's all I would literally know what to say. Uh, anything, any stories you want to share, anything that you'd like just to tell people? I have a kind of funny story. When I was first diagnosed after um, I left the ICU, I bought tickets to like a powerhouse concert. It had like J. Cole, Chance the Rapper, all that. It was pretty fun in uh, Irvine. And uh, I, at that time I was on syringes. And so it looks a lot worse when you're on syringes somehow to the people on the outside world of type 1 diabetes and I remember um, it was time to take my Lantus so it was like at that time I was taking my Lantus at night so it was like I believe it was like almost 11 I went into the stadium's bathroom the concert hall bathroom and then I was pulling the syringe out and then this lady was like I was like about to put it in my arm and this lady was like what are you doing she was just like, drugs? Really? And I was just like, I'm just living, Karen. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> and it was so funny because I, like, over-exaggerated it. And I, like, slapped my arm. And then I put the insulin in. <laughs> and then I got security called on me. <laughs> yeah, and then they found me at my seat. And I was like, they checked my syringes when I came in at the door. I'm like, it's just diabetes. Yeah, and then they were like, oh, we're so sorry. But I was just like, 
I can see why it looked weird, and then I did make it worse when I slapped my arm. But it was just because, like, in a way, she just needed to mind her business. But I was just like, it's funny, it's okay, whatever. And then I do the same thing even, like, when, when I'm wearing my uh, Omnipod. And um, people will be like, what is that on your arm? And I'm like, oh, it's like a Wi-Fi hotspot or it's a locator. Like, my boyfriend's a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. And so it's definitely funny. Like, um, I can see it, like, seeing diabetes from the other side of the perspective because, like, that's how I was, you know? And, like, I would have been like, what is this girl doing a syringe in the bathroom for? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's my funny story. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to say? Tell the people, let them know about camp or about Type 1? Um, if you're interested in coming to camp, I definitely would. Like I said, you come here to get a connection, you leave with a connection. Like, there's no way that you can come here. Like, I came alone last year, and I left with 100 friends. Like, there's no way that you're going to feel alone or be alone because you relate in one way to everyone. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid. Come get out of your comfort zone, seek discomfort. When I met Max, Amy, and Alicia, they were all on very different parts of their type one journey. Max had just started his seven months earlier. Amy was trying to reconnect with her type one after years of burnout. And Alicia was looking for a level of support and understanding that she just wasn't getting at home. But despite all these differences, I think the main factor that brought them all together at Slipstream was that idea of type one support. Not support for your type 1, but rather support from other type 1s. It's really easy to forget just how difficult type 1 can be when you're the only one around dealing with it. Amy mentioned how she really downplayed her type 1 around her type none friends because none of them knew what she was going through. And it was easier for her to keep it to herself. But when you go to a place like Slipstream, that type 1 weight, like Alicia referred to it as, that we forget that we're carrying around all the time, suddenly gets lighter. Suddenly, we're not the weird one in the room poking our fingers for blood or sticking needles into our bodies so that we can eat. At Slipstream, those things are normal. They don't require explanation. They don't come with weird looks or awkward stories about ants or grandparents or cats who died from diabetes. Type 1 is the norm, and it feels good to be normal sometimes. Now, Max and Alicia are at the beginning stages of their Type 1 journey, and Amy is just getting to know hers. But Slipstream isn't just for those of us who are just starting out on our Type 1 journey. The next few campers offer a slightly different perspective. Here's what they have to say. Hi, I'm Becca. I have had Type 1 diabetes for 27 years, and I'm at Slipstream this weekend. So what brings you to Slipstream? I grew up going to diabetes camp, and I had a friend who told me about Slipstream a few months ago, and I was super excited to hear that I could be a camper as an adult. I, as I got older, I worked at camps, but I never got to sort of just come and be taken care of. So I was excited to do that out in the woods, away from LA. <laughs> and then what did you come into this weekend expecting? Like, what were you nervous about anything? What did you want to get from this weekend? I think I, I was mildly nervous just about I guess camp has always been such an amazing connecting experience for me that I almost was vaguely nervous that it would feel different as an adult being a camper. Like I wouldn't connect with people very much and I'd leave feeling as sort of isolated as I felt before camp. Pause so that I can cry for a second. 
I did not realize I would get so emotional about this. So you said that you grew up at camp. How long was the time where you like stopped being involved in camp to now? Only really sort of a few years in between each time. So I was diagnosed when I was 11. I, my endocrinologist told my parents, send her to camp. And that was the best advice I think anybody ever could give my parents. So I went right away uh, when I was, I think I turned 12 before that. And I went to a Claire Barton camp in Massachusetts. And within a couple of years, I did adventure camp, which was just, we talked about this in the canoe yesterday. It was a bunch of 14 to 17 year old girls with diabetes. And we would literally go out for two week mountain treks. We climbed the whole presidential range um, on the East Coast. We did whitewater rafting. We kayaked and then camped on islands in the New York State Reservoir. And it was the most incredible, empowering, just like beautiful experience I could ever ask for just as like a teenage girl, not even as a diabetic, just as a teenager. And so I went to camp and then worked at camp every year until I was in my early 20s. And then I moved to San Francisco from New Jersey after college and I immediately found JDRF and was like, I'll volunteer there. And the person who I met there, Kathleen Fraser, she told me about a diabetes camp in California. And she told me the camp director's name and I I was like, Janet Cooper, I think that she was my counselor in Massachusetts. And it turns out she was and was now running the camp out in California. So I connected with her and ended up going up and volunteering at Bearskin up in the Sequoias. And so in my 20s, I like volunteered, then I went to camp, and then I started working for the Diabetic Youth Foundation. So I ran a lot of programs in the camp program um, for several years before I went back to school to be a nurse and a midwife. So after that, I went back to camp again when I was not employed yet as a midwife, and I was a counselor for teen camp for the day tracking group for a week and a half. And so since then, I haven't really, so that was five, six years ago, and so since then, I haven't really been I've gone to some diabetes events like conferences for adults with type 1, but it's not, it hasn't felt the same as camp. It's not like a community building in the same way. I feel kind of like camp, the goal is to connect people and to help give that space for whatever it needs to look like for people to find support from each other. And that has been the best part of this weekend. They've done an excellent job of just being like, here's a room and some like guided questions and go for it. You know, I haven't ever felt over directed here. It's just sort of like, here you guys all are. And we figured it out, you know, in a really amazing way. What do you think you're leaving with this weekend? Well, I think, I think I'm honestly leaving a little bit with a newfound remembrance of how much I need to keep sort of doing this. I think I work in healthcare. I, I take good care of my body. I don't feel like I have significant diabetes challenges overall, but I definitely have strayed away from sort of like recognizing the importance of this sort of informal connection and this in-person community um, for diabetes. And so, you know, people are trying to find me on Facebook and connect and I sort of am like oh yeah I need to keep doing this like this cannot be a five years since the last time I had this thing because you know I've cried a bunch of times randomly this weekend over things that are not even like a big deal 
and I think I'm just so moved by the experience. I'm just like, oh yeah, this is, this is such an in integral part of managing your diabetes, in my opinion. I think when I meet people who have gone to camp or have been to camp, the openness and the like ability to cope with diabetes is a, it's a, at a different level, and I, I want to be there. So in like within the last five years, do you think your relationship with type one has changed? Is like is that what's kind of making you emotional about this weekend? Like you're realizing that you're you missed something that you didn't realize that was gone? I think that what's your relationship with your type one? Would you yeah. Say? So I I sort of have an answer to the first question, but I, I would say my I think that diabetes has made me a much stronger much more compassionate person, or maybe it has enabled that in me or something. My, I don't resent my diabetes. I don't generally feel like sorry for myself. I definitely have days where I'm like, man, this is really hard. But my relationship with my diabetes is, has been a lot of like opening me or introducing me to things that I don't think I maybe necessarily would have been introduced to without it, like, like climbing mountains, you know? And so I think I often am kind of grateful for it. And I think that what I've been missing in the last five years is maybe a little bit of that gratitude, but like, I think it's been a little bit of like, not appreciating how strong I am because of my diabetes. It's a weird thing to celebrate, especially around non-diabetics. And I think camp, camp sort of puts you in this mode of celebrating it in a way that's feels a little odd, but is, funny and true and and really resonates with me and so I think that like being away from that I haven't acknowledged my strength I think I've been sort of just feeling like it's a thing that I'm getting by with or figuring out and that's really great and I'm doing a good job but I haven't really like celebrated it in a way that I, I guess I kind of grew up doing and I, I don't know if that's like a common experience or not but I've kind of always, from day one of my first, you know, like camp experience felt like diabetes is something that's like pretty amazing to have and to, to manage and to connect over. And I think I've really been missing that in the last five years. And I did not realize that until I started crying here. <laughs> and now I'm realizing it again. <laughs> so what does Slipstream mean to you? Well, so I, I think I, partly I came here too, on a, honestly, just like get out into the woods and I was like, oh, it'll be really great to be out in nature anyway. And I am, I, I think what it means to me now is, is like that plus, and even more so just connecting with other people with diabetes and having, having just a regular, like get out of the city weekend with people who get it, who I don't have to explain everything to you know there's like this baseline level of understanding that you just it's just exists and you don't have to be like okay now let, let me explain to you what my normal blood sugar range is and then you can understand why I feel crappy when I'm 250 or whatever so I think it's like creating a space where I can actually just sort of relax into nature and a hike or not or just like lay out in the sun you know and do whatever I want with this sort of ever-present level of like or I could go to this info session you know and like talk about diabetes or not you know or take a minute I was talking to someone else who was here yesterday and she was saying like 
I'm a little bit diabetes out now. Like it was mid morning and she was like, I've gone to a couple of sessions and I just want to go like, I want to just go to the pool or something. And it was really nice that like we could do that and then come back to it when we had the like emotional space for it. And that's what we did yesterday afternoon was just like go on a hike and go canoe. And we talked about it, but it wasn't like now we're going to sit down and learn about it, you know? So I think Slipstream enables, has enabled that conversation to be just like an ever-present part of the weekend without feeling like we have to always talk about it because that's not really always helpful either. It's just like a normal experience. <laughs> it normalizes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Gives you a couple days to feel normal. Yeah, it's nice. And then... So given what we've talked about and what you've uh, experienced with camp and with Slipstream, what would you say to a type one about that? Or what would you like them to know? And then on the other side of that, what would you like people that don't have type one to know about that? Okay. So I think type ones who have never been to camp, even as kids, I think going to an event like Strips Slipstream is, I think it is life changing. I I, you know, there are people here who are fairly newly diagnosed or who've had it for 15 years and have never interacted at, at this level with someone else with diabetes. And it's really amazing to see them opening up more or like taking their pump out and actually like letting someone see it. And that is such a freeing thing. And I always used to tell people, so when I went to camp when I was a kid, I was super shy and I became this like positive, like or I was always kind of positive, but like confident, outgoing person at camp. And like every year, you know, you leave camp and kind of like gets pulled away by the real world. And every year I'd go back to camp and become this like person that I felt like this was like who I truly am. And it would like slowly dwindle by the next summer. But like eventually I just was that person at camp and not at camp. And it was camp that let me do that. It was camp that let me feel like confident all the time, not just you know, when I was at camp and con and like a lot of that confidence came from feeling perfectly fine and perfectly normal about my diabetes. Like, I don't feel like I have to hide it. I don't feel concerned about really what people think about me in terms of my diabetes. So I see that same sort of like change and confidence building already just in people who have been here for like a day and a half. So I think for type ones, trying it even if it maybe feels a little uncomfortable and weird which it can feel really uncomfortable to go out into the woods with like a bunch of people you've never met that's super nerve-wracking for a lot of adults we don't always get out of our comfort zones so i think just trying it and opening yourself up to it is so huge i and i have a lot of things to, to tell non-type ones i guess i don't know but i think that like mostly i think people without type one the thing I most appreciate is when they ask genuine questions of like coming from a place of wanting to understand. There's been a lot of talk about judgment and shaming and all of that this weekend. And I think I have so many amazing people in my life without diabetes who, who just want to understand in a really compassionate way. And that has been huge too, is like the people who don't have diabetes, but like seek to support you. I think those people are just, I can't live my life without them. So asking questions from a place of understanding and compassion is like, I think that's the best thing that people without diabetes can do. And that's, you know, sort of the best like general advice I could give anyone. <laughs> Probably in general in this world, right? Ask each other Human questions advice. with love and compassion, yeah. <laughs> I'm Karen Hollish, I am 40 years old and I've had type one diabetes for about 34 years and when I'm 
uh, introducing myself as diabetic to someone, usually it's in the context of me like shoving food in my mouth at a work meeting. So it's like, oh, you know, just to let you know, I have type 1 diabetes, so I need to eat my lunch right now. What brings you to Slipstream? I feel like I've never really been proactive with my diabetes and all the time that I've had it, it's been sort of nuisance in the background. And this past year, it seemed like, I don't know, I had an eye just an eye-opening where I really wanted to try to get a better handle so I feel better on a day-to-day -day basis and I can live a long time. And just by online research, I found out about slipstreams and all these other great things that are happening that have happened in the last 30 you know, years since I was diagnosed. And so what's your experience with camp, like type 1 camp? When I was a little kid, I went to type 1 camp. It was called Camp Hamway, and it was in rural Ohio. And I'm always surprised when I hear people, you know, wax poetic about their diabetes camp experiences because I found it super weird and kind of traumatic because it just seemed like kids are always passing out or on the verge of passing out or, you know, like, I remember distinctly, like, the, the young girl in the bunk above me, you know, having, it must have been a really bad low because she was, like, twitching and seizing and, like, the nurses rushing in in the middle of the night to do the gel packs in her mouth and stuff. And I don't know, it all made me think that diabetes was kind of scary. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't super into it. So this was a great do-over. Okay. <laughs> and then what did you go, so this is your first kind of, camp experience since then totally okay yeah and then what did you go into this weekend expecting were you excited about it were you nervous oh I was so excited I've been so excited ever since I decided to make the investment in the registration I was a little afraid it would be like not fun like the one my uh, like when I was a kid and but I trusted more than being afraid I was excited and when I was pulling in the road to get here you know I have a little Honda Fit and it was like that road super rutted and I thought I was totally lost and you know I just kept going and then I saw the cars and I was like diabetes camp yes and then I parked and then there was this really nice young woman one of the counselors in training or kids who's gone to camp and she was directing traffic and she was super welcoming I was like is this diabetes camp and she like pointed to her arm and it had like her sensor and she's like yes it was pretty so it was pretty awesome from the get-go what did you do during the weekends like what was your favorite thing that you did activities oh. like seminar my favorite thing was that same young woman who welcomed me um, I ended up being in a canoe with her and two other they were all 17 they're all 17 year olds who have gone to this camp throughout their childhood and, you know, we hiked to the lake, and that was awesome. But when we, when we got there, I was really tired, and I wanted to get in a canoe, but, like, I didn't want to do the work of paddling. And I thought, nobody's going to want to paddle for me. But they were trying to scare up someone to go in the canoe with me, and these three kids volunteered to do it. And they said, well, what do you want to do? I said, I want to sit there. And they're like, cool. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. And so we went on the lake, and... um. This is also kind of like my biggest takeaway, too. Um, they were really inspiring. I asked them how old they were, and they immediately started framing their age in terms of uh, its relationship to their diagnosis date. And they, they just have a completely different attitude about this than I did when I was a kid. And, you know, they talked about the importance of taking mental health days. You know, even if their blood sugar is not high or low, giving themselves a day off of school or off of work, like just to recalibrate the mind which was never even anywhere on my radar until this year and 
I also said to them, there's no, there weren't any diversaries when I was a kid. And they said, that's really important to do because if you don't like make this fun, it just sucks. And that was one of my, that was just, they were like this new generation of people who are handling this in a completely different way. And then what would you say your relationship with your type one was before you got here? Fraught, you know, and maybe a bit less fraught now, but still, you know, not like fraught is really the only word, uh, you know, a battle, a struggle, but I've learned some strategies this weekend for making it less so. And then what do you think the, like the big takeaway that you're leaving with camp? Oh, that I'm not alone, which is what I kind of thought this was going to be all about. And that's like more powerful than I ever, like, I'm even like going to tearing up. I don't know. Do other people cry during this? Yeah. Like, I'm like, that's effing awesome. What would you say to a type one about camp or, and on the other side of that, what would you say to a person that doesn't have type one about camp? Oh, like if they didn't have type one and they were like one of my colleagues or my boss, I'd be like, I'm going to be going to this every year and just don't count on me being in the office because this is really important to me and my health, right? So, or if it was a friend, I don't even know how I'd describe it. It was like camp, but much more deeply fulfilling. And to another type one, I'd say totally do it. I was on the fence and I picked California because it was close. And now, you know, next year I might pick somewhere further away and like make a whole adventure, you know, week out of it, go do other stuff. It's totally worth it. Or any, any last thoughts that you want people to know? Um, no, just I really want to thank the people who run this camp because it's, you know, the camp I went to as a kid didn't have this vibe. This is just like, this is a magical, special place. And if I had like billions of dollars, I'd give it to this place so that like every kid could come here and every adult could come here. And so now that we're wrapping up, we're literally, you know, half an hour away from the whole thing uh, closing down. What does Slipstream mean to you now? I think it means a weekend where I can really go and learn things that'll make me be more at peace with this disease and like make the highs and lows not so high or low. And it was just like very like soul fulfilling weekend. My name is Amy Morris. I live with type one diabetes and I've had it for 36 years. So what brings you to Slipstream? My relationship with, with camp and diabetes has started from the age of six. I was diagnosed and I was clueless on what was going on. I had no idea what diabetes was. I didn't know anybody with it. And I grew up in the city of Pittsburgh and the medical staff at the Children's Hospital insisted, it wasn't even an option, they insisted that my parents send me and they said she will, she will learn so much and you have to send her. So the first available summer I went at that point, we were blotting test strips on blotting papers, and we were taking shots with syringes, and I didn't know how to do any of it yet. I was still so little. My mom took care of everything. So that first year, we learned how to inject ourselves in oranges, and we learned how to blot the blood off the test strips properly with the right pressure. And I went back after six days knowing things that I, I didn't learn in a year, and it was because I was watching every everybody and so that that's always stuck with me and so the option of having an adult weekend and not learning how to do new things necessarily but just having that camaraderie is what brought me here so this is your first slipstream this is my first not your slipstream. first camp experience but your first slipstream correct 
And then when was the last time you were at camp? Or how long ago was that? It was 2003. So I went to that same camp until the age of 14. I became a counselor. Um, and then I was a counselor until the age of 18. And then I became the coordinator. And so I did that until I went to grad school. So I was probably 22, 23. Okay. Most looking forward to when you came to this, what this Live Stream Weekend? There's no one in the world that understands you more than your diabetic friends. Even, even the closest people, your closest friends, your family, they know you, but they don't know what it takes to get through each day. And so I moved to California about 15 years ago, and I've had no contact. I mean, I have contact with my friends. All my diabetes friends are my closest on, on the East Coast, but I had no buds over here, and this just seemed idyllic to have an opportunity to come and meet some people. That's great. And then so what would you say your relationship with your type 1 is now? So you said you have, you've had it for 36 years. Yeah. So like, where are you at with it now? We are kind to each other. And it's just like any other relationship where you have bad days and you have good days. But there's an agreement. I think we've come to like a, like a, like a, a solace sort of moment. Like we, we know, like this morning, joking around with you, I knew I shouldn't have eaten the croissant. And I ate the croissant. And I knew I was going to regret it. And I kind of regret it now. But we're okay. Like I know what's going to happen most of the time. I'm still surprised at times. But um, we're okay with each other. We're making it. You're going to get there. <laughs> and then what does Slipstream and what does camp mean to you? <clears throat> it means that, once again, you can look around. And w since I got here yesterday, just listening to the stories, I love stories. I love stories. And I love listening to how people were diagnosed. And, um, and you don't get that anywhere else except a, a camp experience. And I'm an outdoorsy person. I love being out here. It's gorgeous. So... That's what Slipstream is meaning to me. It's just the ability to reconnect with people. That get it. That get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you, wanna, you want people to know about camp or about type 1, either people with type 1 or people without it? People always ask me, you know, how like, do you wish you didn't have it? That question comes up like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I wish you didn't have it. And I just feel that that's a, a loaded statement because diabetes has actually formed me yeah. directly and indirectly like it, it, I'm sure it didn't mean to but it made me an incredibly healthy person I you know I had to learn to read my body at a very young age I had to learn how to eat properly at a really young age I've been exercising since I was diagnosed so it's kept me active it's kept me healthy it's kept me you know just more alert of my surroundings and and that means everything because it's formed me into the person that I am now. You wouldn't be who you are today without it. Absolutely not. You were diagnosed at five, six. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I went into medicine because of it, you know, so it literally has formed my entire life. Shaped it. Shaped it. And what would you say to people that are have been recently diagnosed? Uh, um, I see a lot of people that are recently diagnosed, and I always tell them I, I, I'm not big on on, you know, like these great, these great words of wisdom. I don't have them. I don't have them, but I always just say moderation. You'll live a perfect life if you just live moderately. So you can do everything. You can do everything you want. Even the things that, you're, you know, everybody tells you not to do, do them. But you have to be moderate with them. And if you are moderate and you learn how to, how to cope with, with most circumstances, you'll be fine.
is there anything that you'd like to say, like a story that you'd like to tell? Sure. My my camp um, equivalent story is um, there was a, a group called Blind Melon that came out sometime in the mid-90s, I think. I don't remember. But up until I went to camp, I always felt like that little girl. She was a little bumblebee girl, and she was roaming on this hillside with no one that understood her. And then... In the video, when you know they start singing the song, and in the video, there's a bunch of other bumblebees that show up, and she instantly, she's like this cheery little thing, and she, she's just dancing, and she's happy, and that's my camp equivalent. So when I'm, you know, I feel like most of the time I am a bumblebee, just kind of floating through my day. But when, when you're around other people exactly like you, you're with, you're with friends, you're with family. Type one diabetes is a lifelong condition. And over the course of our lives, we change, and our type 1 changes along with us. But I think the one thing that doesn't is our need to connect, to relate, to feel normal sometimes. That need to connect never really goes away. Sometimes it fades, like it did with Becca. Sometimes we lose touch with it, like Karen did. And sometimes we're not able to lean on those connections as much as we used to, like Amy. Which is why programs like Slipstream and Type 1 Summer Camps are so meaningful. They give us that chance to come together and connect, to celebrate our Type 1, and recognize it for all of the opportunities that it's given us to be stronger. So, to celebrate Type 1 and make it suck less, I'll be releasing Part 2 of Into the Woods with Type 1 interviews from SoCal Slipstream 2019 next week. I'll be talking to more campers for my Slipstream weekend, about the importance of Type 1 community and how they found that through Slipstream. Be sure to tune in next week. Oh, and P.S. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. I'll see you next week. Bye.